0: Thank you for listening to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is Season 2, Episode 26. Going to talk a little bit of men's basketball today. The Hawkeyes had a game, it was an exhibition game, against Slippery Rock on Friday night. Only accessible on Big Ten Plus, which is a challenge, but we got it finally. We got it working, and uh, the Hawkeyes look good. Obviously, they're, they're going to look good against Slippery Rock, who is also known as The Rock, by the way. I love that. And then the Hawkeyes played Northwestern, the Wildcats, at Ryan Field in Evanston, Illinois, on Saturday night. Wow, what a game. Alex Padilla came off the bench to take over a quarterback for a struggling and injured. Spencer Petrus led the Hawkeyes to a win. And when Padilla took over, the Hawkeyes had three scoring drives to kind of take control of the game. And he said that there were some nerves, as you would expect. But he really looked like a quarterback out there. So... It was fun to see him in there. I mean, I don't want any, I have no ill will towards Spencer Petris. He seems like a great kid. Uh, he's had some really good games and, and brought the Hawkeyes to some big, big victories. But, man, Padilla, I liked how mobile he was. He didn't get sacked much, and he really threw some good passes. Well, let's get to the game and some of the highlights in a 17-12 win by the Hawkeyes over Northwestern. That doesn't seem great. 17-12? Northwestern isn't very good this year. But remember, Kirk Ferentz came into this game 9-11 against Northwestern. And Fitzy Fitzgerald, the Northwestern coach, was 9-5 against the Hawkeyes. So now Kirk is 10-11. And Fitzy 9-6 against the Hawkeyes. So here's the first little step to correct that. I think Fitzgerald and Northwestern had won four out of the last five against the Hawkeyes. Just crazy stuff. So. The Hawkeyes got in the W column, which they hadn't been in for a while, and that was a big deal. The first seven possessions of the Iowa-Northwestern game aren't really worth mentioning. Both teams looked really lackluster on offense. They punted on all seven of those possessions. Field position was favoring the Hawkeyes. Mostly it's Iowa's punter, Torrey Taylor, the punter from down under. He was keeping the Hawkeyes in good field position. The Northwestern punter struggled a bit, and after Petrus. Went two of four passing for four yards. It was Padilla time. And credit Alex Padilla for coming in, doing a good job. You know, Petrus for being a good teammate, too. He didn't look too disappointed out there, you know, on the bench. I get it. He was injured. That was part of the deal. He also just wasn't performing out there. And Padilla is trying to get that job. So it's got to be a little bit of an awkward situation. It always is in every position. And, you know, you, the guys have to play the guy that they think is going to get them the win. And Padilla's first pass it was a two-yard completion to Sam Laporta. Boy, that looked like a great design. I thought it was going to go for a lot more, but a Northwestern defender made a great play, stopped it from being a big play. The next play was a 17-yard pass to Keegan Johnson. Then another pass, a long one, 26-yarder, I think it was, to Keegan Johnson. Got the Hawkeyes into the red zone. Beautiful play. Keegan did not look open. He threw it behind him. Back shoulder, Keegan just went up and hauled it in. And then Tyler Goodson took it into the end zone from 13 yards out and gave the Hawkeyes a 7-0 lead. Well, After a Northwestern interception, the Hawkeyes went on a 9-play TD drive. It was a nice mix of running and passing. Great pass by Padilla to Tyler Goodson. For a 19-yard gainer, he put the ball right where it needs to be. When you're hitting that running back across the middle, it has to be right in the solar plexus just right in the gut area, and that's where he hit him. And Good did the rest. Good also had a 41-yard run on that drive. And then Arlen Bruce took it to the house. It was a a 10-yard run, and Monty Pottebaum was lead blocking on that play. He took a guy five yards into the end zone, just a great block. Bruce, with great balance to stay on his feet, not let a couple of defenders take him down. Before the half ended, Iowa had a punt blocked. It was really shocking. Haven't seen something like that happen in special teams in so long where we get a block against the Hawkeyes. It seemed like Northwestern maybe saw something on film. A guy came through untouched, blocked the punt, scooped it up. Luckily, he was stopped at the nine-yard line, and the Hawkeyes held Northwestern to a field goal there. That would have been really rough if they got a touchdown on that that uh, that block, but... Iowa got the ball with two oh four left in the half. I just did not like the play calls here. I didn't like the timeouts, I guess, more than anything. Charlie Jones, you know, he only got the ball to to the 11-yard line, so that didn't help anything on the kickoff return, but a 10-yard pass completed. Then a, a run for six by T. Good. Iowa just didn't seem really concerned about the clock. Took a timeout really late after about 10 seconds ran off, and then a handoff. To Goodson was the final play of the half, and they got the Hawkeyes to the 26-yard line after a 17-yard gain. But you know that that was just more padding stats; it didn't do anything to the scoreboard there. And the second half was started by a punt from both teams before the Hawkeyes put three points on the board. And I get the thinking there as far as you know wanting to make sure the Hawkeyes get the points. It was third and nine from the 10-yard line. The Hawkeyes handed it off to Gavin Williams for a three-yard gain and then kicked a short field goal to go back up by 14. I didn't really like it. I'd prefer to put six on the board, seven with the extra point, but I'm guessing with the new quarterback, the coaching staff just thought, hey, let's go up by 14. You know, Northwestern hasn't done much here. We can hold them. Let's get that 14-point lead and not risk our backup quarterback who doesn't have a whole lot of playing time throwing one into the end zone for an interception and getting zero points there. Again, I mean, I like being a little bit more aggressive than that, but I think that's probably what the thinking was there. And Northwestern came right back, of course, with a 12-play, 85-yard drive, and thankfully just a field goal there. Pat Fitzgerald got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on that drive with his team on the six-yard line. What did he say to the official to get that? I have no idea. I don't I don't recall now what he could have been mad about there. Um But that pulled them from the 6-yard line back to the 21-yard line, and Northwestern had to settle for a field goal to make it 17-6. Again, if they get the touchdown there. This is a totally different ball game. The Hawkeyes did get some yards on their next drive, but punted in Northwestern another huge drive. Eight plays, 85 yards, and a touchdown. They went for a two-point conversion that failed, and the Hawkeyes are only up. 17-12 17 to 12 at this point, and they punt again, needing just one first down. Again, we see this way too many times. They just need one first down to run out the clock. Northwestern got the ball back, and Northwestern quarterback Marty threw his third interception of the game. The Hawkeyes hold on to get the win, 17 to 12. You know, Padilla, Alex Padilla, man, he stepped in and and he did a really good job. He was 18. Of 28 passing, 64% completion percentage, 172 yards, no touchdowns but no interceptions. So really good job by him out there. There was also a drop in the end zone, or he would have had a, you know, a, a touchdown as well. T. Good, I mean, let Tyler Goodson eat. He had 21 carries, 141 yards and a touchdown. Really nice job by Gavin Williams backing him up. He had 10 carries for 41 yards. He's a hard runner. Looking forward to seeing him in the future, you know, when he's going to be more of a featured back. I think he's going to do a really good job for the Hawkeyes over the next few years. And then Bruce, that 10-yard run for a touchdown, also gave it to Charlie Jones, and he had a nice six-yard gainer. And Padilla, he did a nice job avoiding the rush. He avoided, you know, having too many negative plays back there. Keegan Johnson, wow, is he a stud. The Nebraska kid, five catches, 68 yards. Arlen Bruce, three for 30. Both of them are true freshmen, and these guys get it. They are primetime players. They're ready for it. I love these kids and how they play football. They're going to be so much fun to watch over the next few years. The Iowa offense is just going to revolve around those two guys. T. Good had three catches for 25 yards. It was good to see him get some action there as well. Tracy had two for 17. And then Laporta, the big tight end, three catches for 15 yards. Well, Jack Kerner, Seth Benson led the team with eight tackles. Campbell had seven. Shannon, Hanks, and Harris with five. Benson, the great tackle for loss on that running back in the the backfield. Three sacks for the Hawkeyes, a vicious one by Lucas Van Ness. Ness. He is going to be fun to watch as he continues to develop the young guy. And Noah Shannon had one. He's playing really good football, as is Joe Evans. He had a a sack, and he is just really fun to watch how, despite being undersized, he creates havoc in the backfield for opposing teams. Five total tackles for loss for the Hawkeyes. Man, they had some missed tackles in this game, too. That, That fourth and one, two missed tackles in the backfield. They had him stopped. They did have him stopped. Actually, that was not a first down. They had him stopped a yard short, but the the referees called it a first down, and then the, the replay called it a first down. We had a lot of weird stuff like that in this game. But, you know, overall, really good defense by the Hawkeyes, but at times they're whiffing on tackles. It's not what you expect to see from this Hawkeye team, not wrapping up and and letting guys get away. Hey, big turnovers for the Hawkeyes in this game. The last two games, the Hawkeyes lost. They didn't have any turnovers in this one. Two interceptions by Dane Belton, one by Jermari Harris. And great to see Belton, you know, he's just shadowing guys out there, running the pattern for them, basically, hauling in those interceptions. And then the third-string cornerback, Harris, getting it done as well. So that was fun to see. For Northwestern, Marty, the quarterback, he was 25 of 44, 270 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. The great running back, Hull, only had 11 carries for 41 yards. He did most of his damage receiving. Um, And then Marty, he's kind of a running quarterback. He had 13 carries, 14 yards. That includes the losses on the three sacks. But, yeah, Hull, like I said, he had six catches for 89 yards. He was their leading receiver. And just two sacks for Northwestern. So that offensive line was doing a much better job protecting the quarterback. Padilla also can move around a little bit better in the pocket and get outside the pocket compared to Petris. They did have seven tackles for loss. That continues to be a bit of a problem. And then Mason Richmond, the left tackle, went down with injury in this game. That was really, really disappointing to see, really tough. Hopefully he's okay. I don't know how bad that that was, but... Better job by that that offensive line in this game for the Hawkeyes. Well, now let's talk some Iowa basketball with an exhibition game on Friday night. It was really fun to watch some Hawkeye basketball on Friday night. It was on Big Ten Plus. Exhibition game between the Iowa Hawkeyes and Slippery Rock. And the Rock is not a very good team. They didn't play last year due to COVID. They only had four guys remaining from the team in 2019. So they've been just kind of patching a roster together. Tallest guy is 6'7". They had a couple of guys that were 6'6". So not great competition, but this was just an exhibition game prior to the start of the season. And the Hawkeyes started with Joe Toussaint at point guard, Jordan Bohannon, the off guard, Patrick McCaffrey at the three, Keegan Murray at the four, and Philip Rebracha, the North Dakota transfer, at the center position. Playing the five. And Rebracha, the game didn't start for, for whatever reason there was technical difficulties by the time it came on. It was 13 2 hot Um and Rebracha had a nice play running the court, and he's looking good. I I you know, he didn't do a ton in this game. He only played sixteen minutes, learning a new offense. But you could tell at six nine, two hundred and thirty pounds, he's very athletic, very skilled, knows the game, and has it has some, some tools in his arsenal. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey hit a three early on, and that was really good to see because the Guys need three-point shooters this year. You think about the guys they lost. C.J. Frederick and Joe Wieskamp were two of the best three-point shooters in the nation. Garza was a good three-point shooter last year, and even Nunji liked to, to hoist threes before he got injured. And Keegan Murray was really getting to the rim in this game. Again, it is slippery rock, uh, but it was fun to see and the Hawkeyes were really running the court. Joe Toussaint getting layups, transition. He was dishing, and he did a good job of limiting turnovers in this game. When the Hawkeyes went to the bench, it was Aaron Ulis at the one, Tony Perkins at the two, Chris Murray, Peyton Sanford, and Connor McCaffrey. Kind of an interesting lineup there. A lot of guys ranging from you know 6'4 to about 6'8 in that group. And early on, Sanford had an air ball on a three, but uh, he just had a little bit of jitters as a, as a freshman first game with fans at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And there was quite a lull where the Hawkeyes didn't score for a long stretch in the middle of that first half. Part of that was just having these young guys in there playing for the first time in front of fans and everybody watching. It was really cool to have Jess Settles calling the game. I really like listening to him, obviously, as a Hawkeye fan and, and remember watching, watching Jess Settles when, when he was a Hawkeye. And he was talking about Chris Murray. I forgot about that, how he was named after Chris Street. And, uh, you know, a good reminder of these two kids, Kenyon Murray's sons and the tie to that just rich history of Iowa basketball. Chris Street taking Kenyon under his wing when he was a freshman, becoming great friends before he passed away in that tragic accident. And now Kenyon's kids are out there playing. And and first of all, they're really great kids, uh, but they're really good players as well. You know, some people were pretty frustrated when fran offered those kids and they are studs keegan is likely going to be an N- nba player in a couple of years chris maybe as well uh, he needs to get a little bit more aggressive out on the court it seems but they say he's a, a better three-point shooter than keegan at this point and and continuing to develop well, it was great to see josh agundale come in and he had a nice reverse layup he has some nice little feet for a big guy he's lost a lot of weight compared to last year of course and He's going to be counted on this year to match up against some of those big centers in the Big Ten, the Kofi Coburn-type guys. And Patrick McCaffrey, again, he led the team in scoring. He has some skills. He drove the lane, nice finger roll, uh, getting some rebounds on the defensive end. He just really looks ready to play this year. You know, he's been a little bit undersized. Um, He's built up his body some. Big Ten's going to be a different ball game, but he's not a freshman anymore, and, and and he's really looking like a Big Ten player now. But for the Hawkeyes, you know, in the first half, they had trouble converting behind the arc. Jabo had a couple of good looks. They just weren't falling. Nothing to be worried about now, uh, but that's going to be a big factor in, in the Big Ten season. So the first half, the Hawkeyes were 12 of 14 from free throws. That was really good. Just one of eight from three led 28 to 18 in rebounding. Again, very short team, the Rock is. And then the Rock had 10 offensive rebounds. Fran was pretty upset with 10 offensive rebounds and nine turnovers by the Hawkeyes in the second half. The Hawkeyes did lead 41-18. to And Fran started the second half with a team that came off the bench in the first half, so a totally different five out there. And Connor McCaffrey shot a three early. Didn't go in. It rattled in and out. It looked like he's improved his stroke a little bit. Looked a little bit different. If he could just shoot at 36 38% as a senior, that would be big this season. But I really like how these guys can run the court. Perkins is a really quick guy. He can get up and down, had a nice layup and transition. And the big guy, 6'11 freshman, Riley Mulvey, got in. He's the the freshman. He was going to be a senior in high school this year, but reclassified so he could go right to Iowa and play at the next level. And then... Freshman Sanford, he got going. He was scoreless in the first half, had an air ball and a turnover. that was pretty bad. And Fran talked to him at halftime, said, just go out there and play your game. You've got this. And, and he had a driving left-handed layup, and that just seemed to open things up for him and get his confidence. He drilled two three-pointers, and, boy, does he have a nice high release, a really gorgeous stroke. I think he's going to be a huge contributor this year, especially if he can – shoot the three like that, knock him down. Riley Mulvey was in there mixing it up with some offensive rebounds, putbacks, um, you know, really running the court hard. So fun to see a guy as young as him getting out there and getting after it. Rebracha also, those centers, I I like what I'm seeing from him. He had a nice little baby hook in there and really like his skills inside. And Keegan Murray, boy, he kept scoring inside. He had a reverse layup, got fouled. He's got so many moves around the hoop. He's going to be so fun to watch this year. So I'm really liking what I see out of these guys. Agundale, too. He hit two free throws after he was just asking for the ball. They got it to him, he got fouled. And he has a nice little stroke from the free throw line. So uh, I've heard that he can shoot threes. I don't know that he's going to be doing much of that this year, but but maybe as his game develops, he'll start, start doing some of that. And, boy, Austin Ash came in, hit a three right away, got a layup in transition, a floater in the lane, hit another three. That kid can really fill it up. He was was only in the game, like nine minutes, and scored in double figures. Kingsbury got in as well, tried a three. It was a little bit long, hit the back of the rim, had a second try. It was long again. Really cool to see another former Hawks son out there. You know, he, he and the Murrays their parents, you know, their their dads we watched growing up and then Jess settles calling the game. All those ties in there was was really interesting and fun to see. I think he was a little bit amped up his first game at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Uh was shooting a little bit long out there, but but that will happen and and he'll get settled in. Well, Patrick McCaffrey led the team 18 points at 8 rebounds. Keegan Murray 17 points on 7 of 10 shooting. Peyton Sanford had 12. Ash with 10. Joe Toussaint, five assists, just one turnover. And the other point guard, Aaron Eulis had six rebounds for the Hawkeyes. It was a really fun game to watch. I'm, I'm excited for Iowa basketball. It's just such a different team than we've seen the last few years with all the guys that have, have left. And, and so now it's a really athletic team. I think they're going to be a better defensive team out there. And I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. So Iowa won. 99-47 to 47 in the exhibition game, and the next game is going to count. So, really looking forward to watching some Iowa basketball. Excited to have Hawkeye basketball back, and the Hawkeye football team is back in the win column again. So, that makes the Hawkeyes 7-2. and two. That feels pretty darn good right now. You know, after starting 6-0, and 6-2 oh, didn't feel too good. Got another win now. Big games coming up. Minnesota Golden Gophers, that elite coach, P.J. Fleck, he's never beaten Kirk Ferentz. He's a boat rower. He wants to win so bad against the Hawkeyes. Can't do it, and the Hawkeyes have to hold serve again. But Minnesota lost to Illinois on Saturday, and that's who the Hawkeyes play after Minnesota. Illinois, the big fella, Brett Bielema. He's a former Hawkeye defensive lineman looking to beat his old team before the Hawkeyes head to Nebraska to face the best. Three-win team in the country. I mean, they've played every team close. They did a pretty good job against Ohio State. I thought they were going to get just destroyed by Ohio State this past weekend. They did pretty good. Lost by nine. What? They played Oklahoma to a touchdown. They've lost just game after game by one bad mistake, a fumble or a punt return. But the Hawkeyes are going to have to be ready to go, so hopefully they'll keep improving and keep going and getting better. So, luckily, somebody on that Nebraska team should make a mistake and lose that game. Well, Iowa basketball is back. They have a game against Longwood on Tuesday at 9 p.m. I believe this one is on the Big Ten Network at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, if you're in the Eastern Time Zone, set your DVR or stay up until midnight, I guess, and watch some Iowa basketball. Backup quarterback, Alex Padilla, he really looked good when he came in on Saturday. I'm excited to see what he can do at quarterback as he continues to get more reps with the ones. Who will start on Saturday? It's anyone's guess. Guess I would like to see Padilla, uh, to be honest with you, from what he did on Saturday. I thought he played a really good game. like what he can do in the pocket, move around a little bit more than Petrus. Petrus, is a great kid. He's won some big games for the Hawkeyes at quarterback. But I really like Padilla's elusiveness, his confidence to go down the field with a ball. And it's just his first game under center. So I thought it was pretty impressive. I would say let Petrus get healthy before getting back into the competition. See what Padilla can do on Saturday against the boat rowers from Minnesota. And it's one of the best traditions in college football, the battle for Floyd of Rosedale. And the Hawkeyes have won six in a row against the Gophers. Let's make it seven. Uh, Any Big Ten win is a good win. The Hawkeyes got one on Saturday. They've got the goofs coming in this coming Saturday in Iowa City. So let's get another big win. Go, Hawks!